Travis Scott and Nav, Lil Baby, Never Sleep was a track that I had above average expectations. I would even say high expectations. I love the music Travis Scott and Nav have made together. And Lil Baby's when, Lil Baby, whenever he, depending on who he collaborates with, decides to drop some quotables in a track, we have a, we have a great experience. But for, what, for whatever reason, Travis and Lil Baby did not show up. Lil Baby felt like he was just collecting a bag, a check, or, you know, I'm just doing this to show that I'm active right now. And Travis Scott just, I, I wouldn't even say doing anything innovative, just sort of like, hey, let me just sort of flow around here and just let me just be on the track. Nav actually outperforming both of them. But the thing that I noticed about that song is number one, I'm not going to be bought over easily just because we got big names on the track. Never Sleep was wide, wide, wide awake in disappointment and slept like a baby through the entirety of the night. I did not feel like going into my car, blasting the speakers, doing donuts somewhere, and eventually, I don't know. <laughs> I'm definitely being a little too extra. Ain't, no, ain't nobody going to be doing donuts to this track. I'm not doing donuts anywhere. I'm not trying, to, not trying to ruin my tires and pay for new tires. That's not, that's not a fun process. But what I am getting at with this is that I do believe with Lil Baby, even though we have an album coming up, as much as I love a rapper that hops on a crazy amount of features, it's active, it's able to put, you know, it's able to have their presence felt, you know, have that gravitational pull when they drop, whenever they're featured. If he's not dropping quotables, I feel it's watering him down. Similar to that, to that situation, Drake caught himself in 2015, where even though if you're reading this, this too late was incredible. What a time to be alive. Eventually, it got to a point a bit after those albums, like, all right, we got too much Drake going around. And I'm a Drake. I'm a Drake stan. Not a fan. I'm a Drake stan. Not to the point where I'm going to have a poster of him hung up. But I've been, you know, ever since I was a kid and it's come up, I've been a fan of him. So if it got to a point where it's like, yeah, we're getting a little too much Drake everywhere, we got a problem. And I'm feeling that with Lil Baby, you know, with the amount of features, the amount of times he will often be in these features and not have any quotables. And I say quotables instead of any other different, uh, how can I say this? Any other different elements to his rhyme schemes, because that's what I believe Lil Baby, not to be known for, but why I listen to him. He'll usually have some bars to be like, damn, that was pretty tough. So I felt Lil Baby was a bit watered down on this track. When it came to Nav, he surprised me. He surprised me. I would I would have loved to expect to have heard more energy and intensity similar to what we got in his Tsunami project, similar to what we got with Turks. But the fact that it was just slightly better than Lil Baby, not even slightly better. Let me, let me stop. Let me stop. The fact that it was progressively better than Lil Baby and Travis Scott, I'm like, ah, oh, man. I think I said, I said it in the reels as well. This could have been a track that could have been just straight Nav. It could have just been straight nap. And with Travis Scott, he's also in this position where I feel I'm not expecting every single feature and Travis Scott track to be experimental, him trying to break some boundaries and set his own atmosphere in there. But there are times whenever I feel he collaborates that he sort of constrains himself, sort of limits himself, doesn't branch out, doesn't go as crazy as he could with the bars, especially in this track. Nothing here that... Travis says, as far as imagery was really powerful, as far as the energy being emitted from Travis Scott, someone who is highly animated, who is able to control the entire flow of a track just based on the volume of his locals or the ways it's edited, it came out rather flat. 
And I just want to, yeah, yeah, go back to that reel, give some more thoughts, had some more time with the song. Because, you know, my opinion can change over a week or two. But for that track, I rarely ever do revisit it. And it blows my mind whenever you you could tell. Listen, (laughs) you can tell when a song is being funded on playlists. Like there's certain there's certain corporations people and say, oh no, we don't get paid for putting songs in certain placements. Now nah, y'all definitely getting paid for that because this song ain't hot. These labels pushing get mad hard, man. Mad hard. And then going on from the Travis Scott Little Baby and the Travis Scott Nav Little Baby reel, the Kendrick Lamar fooled everyone real. So this was when I I was with my grandma boy. We did a Mr. Morale Big Steppers tour. He was playing <laughs> he, he was playing the Silent Hill, there we go. Bit of a brain fart. We're getting better. We're getting better heading into midnight. He was performing Silent Hill. It got to a point where it looks like it was going to transition into Kodak. We saw a figure, ended up being Baby Keem, and I think it went into Family Ties. And I was like, damn, we got played. But, you know, we were in, we were in Tampa. Miami's, you know, Broward ain't that far from Tampa. I think it's what a four or five hour drive. With, with the energy, the intensity, the way I, we would, I was looking at people like, yo, Kodak about to come out, man. Kodak is about to come out. It didn't happen. I'm like, ain't no way that wasn't intentional. Or at least that didn't go to Kendrick's head. As he's performing this song, as I, he had to have felt the energy shift, the way it was going. He, you see, he sees Baby Keem rising up, whether he knows he's going to be coming up at this exact moment. Ain't no way he didn't think, ah, I'm going to get him. They're going to think it's him. It's not really him. But hey, they still going to enjoy the fact that this baby came. And I was just, you know, those split seconds in your head where everything's like in super slow motion. You have a conversation with yourself and your other, you know, your other voices, your head like, damn, that was pretty bad. But at the same time, my other voice like, yeah, but we're pretty hype right now. You know, we are, you know, we're a little bit on the, on the juice. We're a little bit off that liquor. Everything's hype with, you know, the stadiums, loving this shit, the arena, my fault, the arena. And, you know, after that split second, I was like, right, I'll keep rocking with it. I'll keep rocking. So that was, um, I love speaking about it. And yeah, I still want to stand by the fact that I did feel it was a little tricky there to get everybody a bit, um, what's, what's the word? Not hype, but to pique that interest, that anticipation. And it might not have paid off in another way, but by throwing it off with Baby Keem was also like, oh, shit, this is a complete 180. We didn't expect this. And then to follow that up with, don't tell people to just stream your music. Tell them to cop it too. That was a title I have for one of my reels. Now, I'm not a music. I'm not an executive. I don't work with artists. I'm not in charge of nobody's careers. But what I can say from a consumer standpoint, something I've said, I've spoken about in this podcast. And um, let me slow down here real quick. As a consumer, I do buy digital music. I'd be lying if I say I do it every week, every day. But if it's with an artist for whatever reason, it's the music or even just themselves or the hustle, I'll I'll buy the track. And it just doesn't make sense for me as a consumer. When I see somebody, see somebody, whether it's on real life or on social media, spending bread on studio time, spending bread on, you know, anything to craft this song just to tell people to stream it. Now, there was a comment by Orange Mace on the track. 
where and I'll quote it, music is marketing now. Fans buying merch like t-shirts, posters, sliders is better support from an independent artist perspective. It does two things, helps recoup on investments and acts as another social marketing tool. But in order to monetize, you have to create a world as an artist. That said, music is still very much a product, but we're rather physical sales than digital sales. A couple things to note is, yeah, I much rather prefer to buy a physical album, a physical project compared to a digital one. Just the fact that I could own it, hold it, and play it, whether it's my CD player or vinyl. And yes, I have a CD player. I haven't used it in quite some time, but I don't know. I sort of love that retro feel whenever I did use it. Be like, y'all using your phones? <laughs> don't talk to me. I got a CD player in my hand right now. I, I can't automatically skip songs. I have to go track by track. Please don't breathe around me. I'm a different breed. And I agree with that. However, why not push, you know, to buy the single, especially, especially when people, you know, they got their homies or whatever that's saying they rocking with the music, whatever. Don't get me wrong. Sharing is important. And this is all coming from a consumer standpoint. I don't make music. Sharing is important. Liking is important. Commenting, whatever. That screenshot is dope, but it ain't buying the track. (laughs) And what is the power of the other person's screenshot as well? I'm someone who believes, you know, a strong for even if one person follows, you know, the artist because of that screenshot, it, it, it was good. You know, that's powerful. But at the same time, it's just like you can also buy that single, man. It, it's a dollar. It's a dollar. Listen, if, if if your friends could spend money and time on bullshit and, and, and that's not for me to say, you know, who, who are you to judge what people spend their money on? But they, you know, they be buying a little bit of bullshit on there, but they can't spare a dollar for your song. I don't know. That just don't make sense. If you're spending all this time and money promoting the song, so on and so forth, and you're only telling people to stream it. And there's a bit of it where, man, I wish I could get more money off of it. I mean, hey, you're only asking people for crumbs. You're asking people for penny, less than pennies. The least you could do for yourself is yo, advertise it as a single, like advertise that 99 cent, that dollar 29. Cause there could be someone like me who hears that or listens to the track. And then hears that. I was like, you know what? Yeah, I am going to go buy that single. I am going to go pre-save it just because you put in that extra, that extra initiative to be like, yo, you rocking with it, cop it. Don't just stream it. Cause you telling me to stream it. I'm streaming it. You know, I'm just going to be streaming it, babe. You telling me to cop it and I'm reading it. I'm not really rocking with it. I'm like, all right, you know what? I will cop it. Let me support you. You independent. You getting that. Well, depending on, you know, who's engineered the track, who else you got on their features. You get, you're going to be getting that dollar. It ain't going to be like a 0.00 per stream. Cause not everybody going to be streaming a song a thousand times. You know, everybody has those songs that they stream a thousand times. You, we all know that. But to be able to just cross that dollar mark, it's it's a lot tougher being on the come up than being a bigger artist. And again, this is all consumer standpoint, my thoughts on this. But more detail as far as, you know, don't tell people to just stream your music. I've been telling certain artists, like I have certain artists going in my DM, like, yo, if you could just stream my track. And it's just like, that's it. That's all you're asking me just to stream your track. All right. I streamed it. Then what? Are you going to ask me to copy? You're going to, you know, you got to marketing, market yourself better. And to tackle the rest of the comment by Orange Mace. Yes, it is important for artists not to just solely focus on the music, you know, merch, whether it's T-shirts, posters, sliders, you know, helping you recoup the investment to put onto your music, especially important for artists that are signed. I mean, just go all out on on the, on the songs as well as the music itself, you know, continue doing the merch, but also buy my music. 
if you rocking with the by my music that's gonna be it for this episode y'all definitely gonna be catching you on the next one let me know your thoughts on these topics from nafs never sleep to you know i feel the, the bit of oversaturation from little baby the lack of innovation and effort from travis scott and nav not even surprising but nav you know holding up on his own which is great to hear kendrick lamar hey if you're listening to this right now I'm not even going to say I doubt it. You know, I'm going to put I'm going to put it out there that somewhere for whatever reason, this episode is going to reach. <laughs> you know what you did at that concert. And if you're an artist listening to this, hey, seriously, whenever you're posting up your music, don't just say stream it. Because what you what you're giving out, what you're giving out to the universe. You know, let's go into the law of attraction real quick. Some people, they might roll their eyes. Other people, nah, for real. You're asking for streams and you want people to cop and they're not copying. Let's start asking for cops, even if it's up for cops, not the feds. Start asking for them purchases, because even if it's just one, man, that compounding effect continues, continues. Hey, I'm going to just end it right here, man. I'll catch you on the next one.